So the other day, or actually two days in a row, I did a video, or did a couple of videos, you know, on the Mecca Sally arc that occurred, believe it or not, 11 years ago this month and next month, that being December. Which means next spring, May and April specifically, will mark a decade since it ended. But there was always one question that kind of, you know, kind of irked me a little bit, and I know I'm not the only one that it irked. And that is the fact that, you know, ever since Silver the Hitchhog was brought into the comic book under Ian's uh, writing, he, he always had this agenda of trying to find a traitor, trying to find the one individual that betrayed the Freedom Fighters and caused his future world to go into desolation. But no matter where he arrived, no matter where he traveled, no matter what time or what alternate reality or alternate timeline, he never could get a straight answer. That is until he encountered Harvey Hu, a character that we had not seen since about issue 15 or 16 during the early days of the comic, and around the time that they were finally giving Sally more of a, you know, corrected color palette and design similar to what you saw in Sonic Saturday AM. And it was through this uh, meeting with Harvey Hu that Silver agreed that not only would he join the secret band of freedom fighters, undercover agents, if you will, led by uh, Elias, the former or rifle king of New Mobotropolis, Sally's brother, as well as other members like the uh, Lita and Laiko, the wolf twins from Lupe's, Lupe's uh, wolf pack tribe, uh, Larry the Lynx, Heavy and Bomb, and I think um, Shard, Shard uh, the robotic hitchhog, basically the former pseudo-sonic, or yeah, the former pseudo-sonic from back around issue um, 88 or 89 or something like that. Anyway, long story short, Silver agrees to be part of this team under the code, code agent name of Ace, I believe. And it's through this agreement of being part of this team that Harvey Hu promises and agrees to help him pinpoint who the traitor could potentially be. Yeah, he agrees to potentially help Silver pinpoint down exactly who the traitor could be. So basically doing all this and Sil you know, Silver helping out and everything when he can, Harvey Hugh was able to deduce exactly who the traitor was. And for any of us that have been following the book ever since Silver arrived, I think we all pretty much knew who the traitor was going to turn out to be. I mean, we didn't need Ian Flynn to do this story arc the way he did to kind of tell us what direction they were going in when it came to the traitor. And of course, Silver finds out, thanks to the deduction of Harvey Hugh, that the traitor is Sally, and that mainly what that means is that the history, you know, of the betrayal of the freedom fighter that turned up back on the freedom fighters, the details and everything were lost through the echoes of time, through the sands of time, if you will, the eons of times and generations, it was lost. So Silver didn't have basically, you know, you know, the basically he didn't have, you know, the right information, the correct information to pretty much when he first arrived, look, you know, look directly at Sally and say, 
you're the traitor that ruined my future, and this is why, you know, you know, and this is why that is, basically. You know, he didn't have the right details. He didn't have the right information. So by making this deal with Harvey Hu, he was able to get that information. He was finally able to deduce everything down to almost a T to kind of figure out that, yeah, history, the historical information that they would need to find out who the traitor was that caused Silver's future to become so desolate was pretty much, like I said, lost to the sands of time. Pretty much, I guess, destroyed in an event that caused his world to be the way it was. We're not really sure. Anyway, the question I have, though, when it comes to this, the question I have when it comes to this is, when Silva found out this information, why didn't he use his time-traveling powers to go back to the exact moment that Sally got roboticized to prevent it? You know, why didn't he go back to that exact moment? In other words, as soon as the beam was about to hit Sally, teleport in there, grab her, teleport her out along with Nicole, let the beam hit, and then after the beam does its destruction on the Death Egg, instead of us seeing a metallic, robotic-sized Sally hand punching through the the, uh, rubble, if you will, instead we see a portal that Sonic would automatically recognize as being one of Silver's time portals appear, and basically due to the impact that the blast would have on the portal, even after Silver pulls them through uh, to safety, it basically... Causes an effect that when the portal opens um, in Eggman's headquarters, in Eggman's uh, main quarters of the Death Egg, you see Sally and Nicole and Silva being basically pushed out, you know, as if they're being, you know, basically blasted, blasted away, a as a result of a huge explosion, which basically, what which basically was what the uh, global roboticizer being turned into Death Egg and that originally roboticized Sally was, you know, actually was. But why didn't they have Silver do that? In the, I mean, continuity-wise, it would have made sense. I mean, also, when you think about it, Ian Flynn still could have done his magnum opus. He still could have done the story the way he was doing it. But when you get to 247... You could, he could have simultaneously had these two events going on, just like he did, you know, originally. He originally had two events going on simultaneously, one in New Mobotropolis, you know, with the Tails doll and everything, and one with, you know, Sonic, Amy, and Tails and the Arctic Freedom Fighters in the Arctic. But instead, but instead of doing, doing it that way, you know, like I said, he went with the direction he did. But had he done it, you know, in that manner, where Silver would have gone back in time and teleported, you know, to the spot was to the place and spot, or to the place in time where Sally got was going to get roboticized, pull her out of there, basically at the last moment, and then basically teleport himself and her and Nicole into the main heart of the death or the main base of the Death Egg, the main room where Sonic and Eggman are fighting just after the explosion. To where when they teleport out, the effects of the explosion from the roboticizer, the heart, the roboticizer basically, like I said, makes him 
you know, get pushed out as if they're being pushed away by an explosion, an actual explosion, which it was. I know I sound like I repeated myself there, I do apologize. But why didn't he do that? Why did he not do that? That's a question that I'm hoping Ian Flynn will answer one day. Because it would have made more sense. I mean, again, he could have done what he did, you know, kept the story the way he wanted to, you know, made the decisions that need to be made based on behind-the-scenes legal issues and stuff. But if he would have changed it up a little bit with 247 to where it was, instead of, you know, um, Team Freedom fighting, you know, the Tails doll and everything in New Megalopolis, or New Megalopolis, but New Mobotropolis, you know, he could have used that as a way of showing Silver going back in time, pulling Sally out of danger so that the robotization doesn't happen. And the whiteout that occurs as a result, you know, occurs in the issue, occurs not as a result of the Genesis wave, but instead of Silver setting things right, basically changing, you know, time itself, basically reversing it. And then you start 248 off just exactly as you started 247, or not 247, but two. But 2.30, 2.31, you started off the way you ended 2.30 and started 2.31 at. But instead of, like I said earlier, you know, a roboticized hand of Sally punching through rubble, you see the portal appear, Sally, Nicole, and Silver being pushed out of it due to the explosion having a, a bit of an effect on it, a tr you know, like an aftershock effect. And then it's here where you have Silver explain, because Sonic would recognize, like I said, that portal being one of Silver's, you have Silver here explain exactly why he's there. It, once they question, you know, what's he doing here? You have Silver explain exactly what would have happened, what Sally was planning to do, which, of course, comedic-wise, would get a look from Sonic like, seriously, you were going to do that? And, and maybe not just a comedic look from Sonic of seriously you're going to do that, but also a look from Nicole. Maybe she's back in a Mobian length form, or at least facially on the on her uh, portable screen, kind of giving her a look like, yeah, I think she could have came up with something better. You know, kind of give a comedic look like, okay, maybe she was make maybe she made a decision that probably wouldn't have been the best. But then you could have had, but then you could also have Silver explain that not only was Sally planning to roboticize herself. But as a result, Eggman would eventually weaponize her and use her as a living weapon against her friends. And to me, this could have made things a lot more personal because now, you know, armed with this information, once Eggman's recovering himself and then looks at the fact that once again he's lost, but then notices that not only is he looking, you know, as he turns around, not only is he looking into the eyes of Sonic, but he's also looking into the eyes of Sally perhaps a mobilized length version of Nicole, and now even Silver, you know, you ha basically you have that moment occur, and you have Sally basically confront him in, by stating that now, they, that now they are armed, now that they know what Eggman is truly capable of, and what he probably could have been capable of had she been actually roboticized, gone through with her sacrifice, you know, now it makes it more personal to them and makes them more determined to rid the world of Eggman once and for all. And to me, that would be great character development. Because as you have Eggman get away like he would, 
and, and all that, even with, with, even with what remains of the death egg, you have Eggman get away. You use the future issues as character development for the, for the Freedom Fighters to grow from, and then even kind of consider, mostly Sally, upon the information that Silva gave her, you have Sally considering maybe crossing a line that morally she would not cross, or she and the others would not cross, and that's not only to free the world from Eggman's tyranny, but to rid the world of him permanently. And you could build to this and build to this, you know, excuse me, as you get to, you know, maybe 250 or 275, you build to this. You use little story arcs here and there to build to it and build to it and build to it. And maybe even over time, you know, you could uh, basically um, have them go through a redesign of clothing and all that. Like basically, you know, have basically, you know, maybe do a little short story or something like that on the side where Sally and the, Sally decides maybe with this new, new uh, goal in mind, this new outlook on life based on what they've understood stood from silver, maybe they need a new change as well. Look, a new outfit to go along with it. And then that's maybe how you give her outfit, along with Bunny and Antoine, maybe, and, and such. And also, behind the scenes, hopefully, Archie, you give Archie Comics enough time to work something out with, you know, Ken Penders to try to at least get some of the characters back. But that's neither here nor there. You know, that's neither here nor there uh, for the moment. But still, maybe something could be could have been worked on behind the scenes. Just saying. But you could have done a lot more. And basically, you could have done a lot more by building different kind of story arcs to build to your 250th issue, your 275th issue. You could still do the crossover with Mega Man, even make it its own non-canon uh, portion of both continuities, just a one-time multi-issue event that's interrupting your regularly scheduled program, if you know what I mean. And then go from there and maybe build to a final showdown in 275 or even 300 if you want to go any further to the point that you have Eggman lose everything and Sally basically considering, you know what, we could either imprison you like you should be, but knowing you, you'll find a way to escape. Or maybe we could just end you once and for all, or, or maybe we can come up with a different punishment. And honestly, I think, because I was thinking about that, I was thinking, what kind of punishment could they give Dr. Eggman, who, by the way, once again, to kind of correlate with uh, issue 200, which would have occurred 75 issues earlier or even 100 issues earlier, has once again gone into insanity. What better fate for him to be written out of the picture for the time being, especially if you're going to end the book you know, if the book's coming to an end, or if you're going to go in a new direction with some new threats and everything like you've done before, what better way to do that than to basically seal him up in another padded room because he's losing it, he's basically out of his mind, he's basically gone insane again, and basically launch him into space, where he'll basically float around for some time, not causing any trouble, even if he does eventually retain, re, you know, regain his sanity if you kind of see where I'm coming from. And I know I say that a lot in these audio videos or on-camera videos. But anyway, but anyway, you know, 
that could have been a solution. That could have been a direction they could have gone had Ian Flynn, continuity-wise, done what, to me, would have made more sense. You know, would have made more sense and kept things within the continuity as we saw it. You know, kept things in the continuity as we saw it. I mean, if you wanted to still do the Sonic Unleashed adaption, that's fine. But at least keep things in a way to where basically, you know, it feels like it feels like this whole Mecha Sally thing, even though we would officially have the issues of where it took place in, you know, and occurred throughout those seventeen issues, it'd be like it became it would be like its own non canon um factor. Basically it wouldn't play basically it would be considered you know, not an issue anymore. If you see what I, if you understand and what I'm saying, if you get what I'm saying. But he didn't do it. You know, he didn't do that. Like I said, he didn't do that. Instead, he went in the direction he did. But still, it really makes you think, guys. It really makes you think, what if? What if he would have done this? What if he would have had Silver use his time travel powers to go back in time before? Sally got hit by that blast, teleport her out of there, you know, just as the blast hits, has them arrive, even being pushed back a little bit, or pushed, forcibly pushed in, you know, to the, um, into the main room where Eggman and Sonic are, after the blast hits, hits and everything, where we see Sally's safe and not roboticized, Nicole's with her, Silver's with her, they get the explanation from Silver and stuff, you know, you know, why didn't he allow something like that to happen? Because, again, you could still do some of the same stories you were going to do anyway, you know. And basically, we could treat the Mecha Sally arc as a non-canon factor because by reversing the time flow or going back in time and, and basically rescuing her from being roboticized, you know, you treat the Mecha Sally arc like it was just, you know, one one big what-if story arc, and that's it. One big what-if story arc. That, you know, as... That when you look back on it, has no consequence, has no real consequence whatsoever anymore, and it's back to square one. It's kind of like, basically, with the Secret Wars adaptions in Marvel. When Marvel, uh, depending on the adaption of the Secret Wars that they would do, a lot of the characters that would be involved after it was all said and done, would get the memories wiped, at, would basically, I should say, get the memories wiped of the event as if it never happened. You know, as, it never, as if it never happened. And depending on who was writing the story, it would actually work. It would actually make some sense to, to go in that direction. Because of the fact that, you know, you have an excuse, you know, to do this big event, this big cross crossover, cross-company event with all your characters, but in the end, but in the end, with the exception of maybe one or two characters, it has no real consequential effect on any of the stories or any other um, continuities within the, within the Marvel Universe. And if they would have done that here, that's how the Mecha Sally arc would have felt like. Like, it wouldn't have had no real consequential effects anymore because basically it never really happened and we could treat it as something that you know maybe was a dream a nightmare that was not real if you catch my drift but what do you guys think what are your thoughts
Do you think it would have? Do you think maybe if Ian Flynn would have had Silver uses time travel powers after finding out the truth of who the traitor was to go back and save Sally from being roboticized, that that would have been a good direction to go in? How do you feel about it? Let me know down below in the comments as well as on the live chat during the premiere. Like the video, hit the subscribe and bell button for notifications as to when uh, any as to when new content will arrive on my channel. I should say. Also. Check me out at my Teespring store at BW Roses for new available merch there, especially in time for the holidays. Also, check me out at divanart.com, so that's BVW1979. Also, check me out at Vimo at BW Roses for content you, get, you can't get here on YouTube. Also, check me out at BW Roses Discussions, all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora, where you will get a podcast version of this, an audio podcast version. Also, check me out at patreon.com, so that's BW Roses with a $1 or $3 tier. I am considering, I am considering a five dollar Q and A tier, but that has yet to be announced. I'm still working on it. Be on the lookout for that if it does. Um, get announced. Also, also guys, support me financially over at Venmo at Brian two, and at Cash App at BW Roses ninety eight. But guys, let me know what your thoughts are. Do you think I'm onto something here? Do you think it would have made more sense had Ian Flynn done that? Or do you think, you know, it was fine the way it was? What are your thoughts? Let me know down below and in the live chat. And I am out. Thank you all for joining.